0: Good evening, folks. Welcome to Will and Dave's show. Tonight we've got a little bit more interesting and kind of convoluted story for you, but we're going to be talking about some relatively heavy topics. We'll be talking about gay rights movement, touching on some assassination, some death, uh, self-defense law with the Rittenhouse trial. Generally, it's going to be some heavy stuff dealing with death, some dealing with sexuality and racism, sexism, etc. So we just want you to be aware of that as we get into the show. Make sure you're informed. (laughs) after <laughs> have to dance in you, front of Churchill. Get, getting yourself all hyped up. Oh, oh yeah, am, you got to do those those disgusting charismatic jigs.
1: <laughs> he passed away. You knew that, right? No. Carmen? Just, oh, we had to way to kill the vibe, Dave. He're, oh, he's in a happier place. He had cancer. He's in a happier place. <laughs> he's happier now than he was when he was alive at the end. so Okay, then. But he Alrighty. fought it right till the end, and he was dancing those... I bet he Those was. Jigs right till the end. I bet he was. He was planning a tour actually when he died.
0: it um, doesn't even surprise me.
1: Why don't we get to our sponsors and then we'll get to the heavy stuff in the week and review, yeah. etc. Let's do that. The sponsor for this episode is Northern Truss, your one-stop shop for floor systems and for all your trust needs. Phone the team at Northern Trust at 250-787-3033, locally owned and operated in Fort St. John, BC.
0: Hey there and thanks for tuning in to the Will and Dave Show. I'm Susan, and I don't know about you, but I think that in the whole world there's nothing as warm and comforting as a handmade quilt. And quilters, the world over, have wonderful stories to tell. So to showcase their stories, I host a podcast. It's called Measure Twice, Cut Once, and Other Life Lessons Learned from Quilters. You can tune in to the podcast anywhere that podcast apps are, whatever your favorite is, or you can find a direct link on my website, stitchedbysusan.com. And now, back to the show.
1: Oh, we don't want to be on me. We want to be here. This is where we want to That's be. Better. I'm very important. I need to be included. Your mother's podcast. I'm just looking at the stats right now. Is over fourteen thousand five hundred downloads. It's damn impressive. And just for comparison, I'm just going to look Aww, up. I am. I'm going to look up ours, and we're going to see if we can get somebody to download our podcasts. So we can purely gain, out of pity? So we can gain by one. <laughs> Get a pity Stats, overview, all time. Ooh, we're at 781. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm pretty proud of that. I'm more proud that's, of your mother. She's cooler. Well, yeah, but
0: still, I'm proud of 700. That's, that's 700 lives we've reached out and touched.
1: We have. There are three of you watching. We'd love to have you say hi and let us know where you're watching from and
0: You'd what the weather is like
1: in. where you're watching
0: we're going to be talking about some kind of convoluted stuff tonight, so feel free to chime in, ask questions, or you know, be part of the conversation. Or anyway, argue you with want. us or argue with us—that is also valid. We enjoy that too.
1: Argue with in the comments. <laughs> we never ban anybody. We're just <laughs> happy to talk ha, have. Have we? I don't think we ever had. No, we were banned once, but no,
0: we've never, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We've
1: never banned anybody.
0: Anywho, what was your week like? T- it, was, yeah, it was a good week. Yeah. It was pretty good. It was short. Yeah, was Remembrance Day week weekend right, i guess right rather. so
1: you worked on thursday mm-hmm. and we're off friday right
0: yeah we worked on thursday we still took our few minutes of silence and then uh took friday off yeah so you work
1: at our sponsor in northern mm-hmm. trust i do was also my brother owns that
0: yeah small world. so
1: you should remind him that he has to pay you a living wage on thursday pay you time <laughs> and a half as you worked on a stat holiday <laughs> see how far that gets you before he
0: throws you out the door we all volunteer for it. You know what? He's nice to the most employers because he offered us the Thursday off or the Friday or the Monday, whichever one we preferred. There you go. He let did, us pick our day off. Did you all vote
1: on it or how did you just?
0: Yeah, we just voted. It was like pretty unanimous. The, yeah. But, right. I mean, he forgot that it was a paid stat. When we first brought it up, he was like, that's not a stat. And we're like, That yeah, is. He just forgotten as soon as he realized it was, he was like, Oh, okay, well let's figure out which day we want to take. Cause taking the Thursday is a little weird, but you know, we have that option if we want to, it just right. kind of ruins the flow of the week. Nobody wants to take the Thursday off and go right back to work for one day before the weekend. Gotcha. So no, yeah, it was good. It is good. It's been a great weekend so far. Good. Got to meet, got to meet my nephew.
1: Oh, 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 William. Yeah. Hold on. If you give me those, a minute,
0: not in the know, uh, I got a new nephew over the last week, and I got to meet him finally. It was very nope. nice. Very nice. I'm going to yeah.
1: interrupt you. You talk for a minute. I'll be right back.
0: Okay. We're just getting all the happy, fun, enjoyable stuff out of the way because pretty much everything else we're going to talk about tonight is going to be not pleasant. I would. I don't. Know, I don't know if I quite want to call it unpleasant because there's still you know nuggets and, and little silver linings to be drawn from it, but none of it's particularly nice, and it's all very, very murky. It's very divisive and, and, and whatnot. Um, but I think it it needs to be talked about. I think I think having an open and amicable dialogue about it is a very important thing, especially I mean, when we're dealing with divisive topics like spoiler alert, we're gonna talk about the naming of the USNS Harvey Milk as well as the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. But oh <laughs> we have pictures. That's a nice little interruption to my so- feel.
1: Yes, I did interrupt your feel. So this is one, and this mm-hmm. is Mama and Baby. And
0: I, are you allowed? Are you sister. allowed to share these pictures? Pictures? I didn't even ask. Better ask forgiveness and permission, I guess. It
1: is. It's much easier to ask forgiveness than permission.
0: Much easier.
1: And then we have. As soon as it gets here, I have one more, which is the actual baby, actual baby pic.
0: There we go. You know, he can, eh, no, I don't want to leave him on the screen for this, but he is quite cute. Oh, oh he's a oh. fuzzy, he's a fuzzy little bugger.
1: So, so I like that word more than some of the others because he was born and a few hours after he was born, I get a call from Chad, the dad, and he says, Hey Dave, do you know Levi Jordan was born? I'm like, Cool. He said, he looks just like you. We all decided he looks like you. And the next thing I hear is, he's a chubby baby. I'm like, okay, I can can, can sort of live with that. And then Susan hops in, the other sponsor of the show, who is no kinder than your your boss, my brother, and said, yep, he's a chubber, all right. Looks just like Dave. And then... Then to add insult to injury. I'm talking to Chad and he's describing when he was born and they're laying him on May again, you know, when she's first born, he's laying on her chest. And Chad says, "Yeah, I just looked at him in the side profile and he looks like you." There's only one problem with that. The only thing that he can see is his naked ass. <laughs> so I look like that child they could ask.
0: He's I chubby? Think, I think that's not the no.
1: And so I'm not sure if <laughs> I should be having an identity an identity crisis here or if Levi is going to grow up and need more therapy than I already need. I'm not sure which one it is. A healthy mixture of both perhaps. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, that was my introduction to Levi when he came to the world. Looks just like you. Oh, he's a chubby
0: he, he reminds me of Alex, actually, just because of his hair. He does. He's got hair. a full head of hair. He does. But yeah, that no, was great. Looking at the pictures, I have to agree. He
1: has hair. He does inherit the Smith jeans a little bit more than his sister did, mm-hmm. which will be for better or ill. We'll We'll figure that out later on in life. But yes. He was the he grew, big news this it. week. The real yeah. news this week. All the rest of this nonsense we're going to talk yeah. about is just exactly it's that nonsense. It's all fluff. Fluff. After Levi was born, we don't care about the rest. Yeah. But yeah.
0: So to, to get back to the serious talk um, today, we're going to be talking about well, what we what we titled the video, which was media literacy. And uh, you it, did not name it that. What did I name? Media it Media bias. I I named it. Oh, media bias. My media bad. Bias. I, I changed it. So media bias kind of the same, related concepts, not identical. Because we're going to talk about two different stories that are very polarizing and how they're not as simple as the headlines make them out to be. And that's not just me throwing shade at MSMs for making simplistic headlines to, to make clicks. But I want people to understand that it's not just something that they're doing because they're trying to be shady or they have an agenda or they want to push an idea. It's something they will always do because it makes money It because it generates clicks. It's not even necessarily because they agree or disagree with what they're talking about, but it generates revenue. That's the bottom line. News news in North America is a exclusively for profit system. I, I, I couldn't think of any news organization that didn't have some level of profit attached to them. And so they are going to be biased, and it just gets more and more extreme the more profitable the news source becomes. So you have the big ones, your so, global news, your Fox news, et cetera.
1: I want to interrupt for just a moment there as you, mm-hmm. as you delve into this. So what you're saying is that in an, Id- an ideal world, n- news organizations would be agnostic. Agnostic is not the real word,
0: except would be, would be unbiased. They would report the news and not then have an opinion.
1: Driven.
0: In a perfect world, yes, but I mean this is late stage capitalism, so profit driven is a given.
1: Yeah, but does it have to be?
0: This the thing. You're gonna have a hard time convincing people to be okay with not making profit just to do the right thing. That's hard well, to I do. I know a number
1: stage. of organizations who are not profit driven. Who lean mm-hmm. very much on the left. That would be, in your country, be CBC, and, our, and ours here, it would be PBS. Right. Which are not profit-driven, and yet almost exclusively will lean left.
0: I have snarky answers to that, but I'm going to try that's and okay. avoid them.
1: No, that's okay. I have snarky answers to some years a little bit later on. So yeah. You, So my
0: my snarky answer is the reason they lean left is due to them being community funded. They predominantly are focused on more compassionate political ideals. And that just happens to align with the left. Whether or not what the left is doing is actually compassionate enough, it fits into that slot nicely. On the surface, a lot of what the left does sounds compassionate, at least to the people on the left.
1: Or would it be more so the fact that. The majority of the governments who fund them, and the majority of their, of the funding is coming from left-leaning organizations. That too,
0: and that's, you're right. It's not for profit, but it's where their money comes from to fund. It's where their what money comes do. from instead of just where they're where they're generating it. So it's still money is the defining factor in yeah. how they're pushing their news rather than the news itself. So, it is so the a, two stories. Sorry. It
1: isn't only for profit, it's where the money is coming from is really mm-hmm. is the defining in those yeah. cases, it, it's where the funds are coming from.
0: Yeah, if you want to get into like super philosophy stuff here, you know the whole follow the money concept is really nice on paper to say just follow the money and you'll find the truth. Money is everywhere. Every news organization is following the money their own ends. Every pharmaceutical company, every regulatory board, every everything money is factoring somewhere into that. And we just have to accept that to a certain degree. I mean, we're just human beings and, and and inevitably are fallible in that regard.
1: So why do we have to accept that?
0: I don't think after these many millennia of, of human society, I don't think we've gotten better. I think we've only gotten worse at, at curtailing our greed We've just gotten better at hiding it, man. So I, I don't- would,
1: gosh, I would hope that as a society, so the left or the progressives are the are the angle which, which at least in their own world, they believe if they're more interested in the good of society rather than in another right. And I would, I would agree with that. Is if you're progressive or left. You have a more altruistic view of the world. You think if everybody is nice, if yeah. only if 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 one life is saved, it's enough, etc. And, and your view is more society driven.
0: Right. Would Rather think, than personal or, right, or or corporate gain. Mm-hmm.
1: You would think that on the left, you would look at this and say, Man, it's not good. That these organizations are funded through our dollars as they're going to be an echo chamber for our ideas. And yet they very much are funding
0: Mm
1: -hmm. their own own echo chambers.
0: It's kind of an impossible situation because if you let them fund themselves, they will go wherever the money is coming from. And if you fund them yourselves, inevitably they will, like you say, become an echo chamber for where the money is coming from. So it's kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. Because they can't do it without money. Unfortunately.
1: Unfortunately. So so on that number, what would be your answer as a progressive?
0: What would be your suggestion in an ideal world? I mean, in a perfect world. I don't think this is going to sound like an outlandish concept, especially considering our capitalism-based society, this is going to sound like a very outlandish concept, and I understand that it is utterly unrealistic. In a perfect world, we would all not have to drive so hard to get income to live comfortably because we would all just live comfortably. You know, using to use a comparison, not the exact thing, but to compare it to like a UBC, a universal basic income, where people don't have to go out and get money just to survive. The surviving is handled. I think there. I think that theoretically there would be a lot less drive to scrape and claw for every dollar you can get your hands on through any means you can get your hands on it, or to hold on to the dollars that you're getting by any means necessary if you don't have to worry about whether or not you're going to be able to put food on the table or a roof over your head. If you want nicer food and nicer table and nicer roof, sure, go for it. I, I think that Having something to be ambitious for should still be there and be rewarded. But if you take away the the absolute necessity at the bottom that drives people to push harder than they should. So in an ideal
1: world, if I hear you correctly, you don't have to struggle to eat or to pay your rent. And for struggling, you're going to say if you want more, you can struggle. You can work harder if you want more mm-hmm. than that. Except everybody ought to have a basic, mm-hmm.
0: in theory, sort of a baseline. This is, again, okay. this is all pipe dream. Like this is this all, is a
1: progressive ideal. Right?
0: Well,
1: there's the progressive mm-hmm. ideal. This is why mm-hmm. the progressives are looking for UBI's and those. Yeah, so and I don't think world. it's out to lunch in that. In that arena if you will and in the progressive Mm -hmm. arena i don't think it's out of line i think that for those of us who sit on the other side you say okay well how are you going to pay for that
0: this is this is where it becomes outlandish there's the pay for it there's a whole lot of psychological things attached to it like in our current society if all of a sudden everyone had access to the basic necessities i think it's a pretty safe bet to say that we would all get very lazy very fast If it was all just provided immediately, I don't think, I think that a very large number of people would just get incredibly lazy, incredibly fast. And I don't say that to be, uh, as as like a detraction against them or saying that they're in the wrong. I just, in a society that's pushed us to have to work excessive hours for basic things, all of a sudden having to not work at all would be seen as it's seen as such an incredible concept that I think we would jump at the opportunity to not work for an extended period of time. And, and it's, it's, so, it's so complex because you have like things like ambition. If, you're, if your basic needs are met, your ambition would shift into what do I have to do to what do I want to do. But in between going from what do I have to do to what do I want to do, there's a whole lot of nothingness. And I don't think, I mean, I am not really good at filling that gap. I have a I have a decent job. I have that pays me well and has really reasonable hours. And so I don't Heard feel this verse. intense. Huh? Heard your boss is a jerk though. Yeah, he's kind of an ass sometimes. <laughs> but I don't have this overbearing urge now to to like to scramble in that regard. And so I have time and I have money now to look at the things that I want to do and I find myself having a hard time doing them, even though I have, I've now finally have the ability to do them better than I have in years. It's such a strange concept because now I'm thinking about working, but I'm not getting directly paid for it. I'm not being immediately, I'm not getting immediate gain for it or any gain at all.
1: We're learning that from 781 downloads
0: of the podcast. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, there's, there's a lot that goes into it. It's not just where you, how are you going to pay for it? Right. It's it's so much other stuff that, that is all attached to that that makes it a pipe dream. But we're getting so kind to get of back off track. to
1: the media thing, yeah, where this started. How would it in the progressive world where where everybody's living on a UBI, where it, where all the basic needs are met, how would
0: that affect media? In theory, in theory, yeah, the media is there to report what happens, but who pays not them? To they don't need they, that's the thing the being paid part at least to a certain degree would fall could theoretically fall to the wayside because every employee already has their needs met so people who are going out of their way to report things are doing it because that's what they want to do they care about digging up the truth they care about reporting the news as it is rather than an editor saying hey if this is what happened, we need to hit on this topic, this topic, and this topic, because those are the ones that most of our readers are going to focus on. That's what's going to generate ad revenue. So that's the stuff we're going to write about.
1: Well, let's dial this back a little bit more into the world of what may happen is I think that you and I will agree on the fact that that's never going to happen. Not in our lifetime.
0: Yeah. Not in our lifetime. So
1: when I look at the new media, when I look at the Joe Rogan's, the Ben Shapiro's at the young Turks, um Ew, gross. But there's a number of of new media companies. You know, mm-hmm. you have the Daily Wire, you have The Blaze you have the Hill, you have the Blaze, all these who who are who are money driven and yet they also will cover things from a wider angle especially when you look at the hill or joe rogan and some of these who will take in opinions from all over the place and say here it is yes. it's not an angle it just is it's giving viewpoints out to everybody it's money driven and yet it yeah. is
0: i think i think for people like that i think a large part of it is they don't have how to word it there's less repercussion for a Joe Rogan or any podcaster or or new media. There's less repercussion for them if they're not reporting the news. I think they bridge the gap between news and uh, uh, opinion pieces. They exist in or kind of a news mid, and entertainment. House. All right, whichever way you want to look at it. Like if you want to look at Joe Rogan as an opinion show or an entertainment show, kind of have the a same Joe poop Rogan, pile
1: he brings on you know get. Brings on the show a Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. And he's on the show for th- three hours, in which nobody else is giving him a, an idea or, or mm-hmm. a window that large. Yeah. And then he turns around and he brings on a Ben Shapiro mm-hmm. or Alex Jones. That's and good. He gives e- mm-hmm. And he gives him equal billing. Mm-hmm. He says, here you go. You know, I, when you look at The I, Hill, and The Hill, I, I don't know, I don't know, know if you is. know of The Hill. No, I don't. It's a right or center of a number of shows who will have a right-leaning and kind of left-leaning um, mm-hmm. host. And they look, ooh, it's like the Will and Dave show. Kind of. It's less friendly. And they talk about you know, all sorts of topics, and they give you know an angle from each side
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And all of these guys are kicking the the seat off of all the old media, the CNNs and the Fox News. Mm. Yeah, they're kicking them in viewership. Mm-hmm. And yet everybody argues, we do that? and everybody has a hate on for MSN and for Fox News and for CNN. When, when honestly, they are the least consumed of all the news sources.
0: Yes, this is true. I guess they they stand out because they are the ones who utilize this t- the the tactic of kind of shock news I think mm-hmm. because it's how they stay relevant now it's it's partially driven I think out of desperation to a degree because just reporting the news doesn't sell like it used to and because there are new ways and new people who can do it there are people like us who can who could theoretically do a news show from our from our from our homes we we don't need hey. big camera crews or big budgets
1: we are doing a show from our home.
0: We are. It's not a news show per se. It's an opinion show. It's an opinion show. Entertainment. This is a good.
1: This is a good spot to interject. We don't know what we're talking about. This is all <laughs> opinions. I just yes. want to throw that out there. The Will and Dave show. We do not speak the news. We opine about the news. Hey, hey. Nice, o- nice, nice, nice word work there. Wordsmithing. Yeah, whatever. It Most is. vocab. So, in your ideal world, there's no money for the news guys. All the, all the reporters no money, are working for free. It doesn't,
0: no, 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 and they're no, reporting it's no as money, it happens.
1: It's less. Okay. So, let's move on to uh, My one of the stories that you want to pick up on. Again, okay. we'll begin so on the one of your choice.
0: We'll, we'll start with the UNS. UNS I'm trying to find it here. USNS. The USNS Harvey Milk. Harvey Milk. The ship that was launched by the Navy.
1: Which I just learned about.
0: Yeah. So it's, it caused some controversy, some controversy due to being named after Harvey Milk. For those of you who don't know, Harvey Milk was the first openly gay elected official in US history and was promptly assassinated. I don't know if that was because he was gay or not. I don't know his history that well, but that's not really here nor there within the scope of this. The big thing that I wanted to draw attention to is, again, because of all the time I've spent on Twitter, which keeps coming up. I wonder why. But, I've been seeing a lot of very polarized opinions on the naming of a ship after Harvey Milk. Many progressive people are very like, "Yay, go, awesome, that's great, what an icon!" And lots of other people on the more right-wing side of things are like, "Wow, he was a pederast. That's gross." If you're like me and didn't know what a pederast was, I had to Google it. Do you want to? Do you want to read the I'm definition of that I'm looking it up that, right Nate now.
1: Dave? I'm looking it up right now. I had to. I had to Google this too.
0: Okay, you Google it and read it google it and read it sure so a pederast is a man who desires or engages in sexual activity with a boy
1: as in an underage boy
0: uh just a boy doesn't define underage just as a boy which is kind of why i think this is not used as often as a pedophile or pedophilia so true to fact Harvey Milk was as a 32 or 34 year old man, I can't remember which, in a relationship with someone who was 16. So, from what I found out from some simple Google searching, so take this all with a grain of salt, it was a purely consensual relationship, although it was topsy turvy, obviously, as that's a weird relationship. At the time of that, the legal age of consent in New York was 16. Now, does that make it okay or not? That's. A bigger question that I feel like trying to answer today, but just use just looking at that. So, Harvey Milk, guy, did a very monumental thing within American history with being Which the was? first openly being the first openly gay elected official. Okay, like that was a barrier. Okay. He got kicked out of the military for being gay. He got a uh, what do they call it? Um, I'm trying to find out what it's called like, his. His dismissal from the military was a less than honorable dismissal. It was yes. kind of what they used to do during the Don't Ask, Don't Tell era. Yes. Um, so for him to have come all that way was a really monumental thing. It's a, it's a big turning point in American history, specifically in regards to the LGBTQ community. And, But he did this thing that is, depending on where you sit, ranges anywhere from disgusting to questionable. I mean, I'm sure some people are fine with it. I'm going to use those borders. That's kind of where I waft between. And so he he's this act of naming a ship after him is getting characterized as either a disgusting thing, you know, up, like uplifting a pedophile or uplifting an icon of American history. And people don't really seem to talk a lot about all that's in between those two points.
1: Well, I think it's because we live in a society. It, in which everybody is
0: polarized. Yeah, you can but take the media f- is the media is perpetuating that, and if not, if not, making it so more extreme. I want to come back a little bit. So we had an actress a year or two ago who
1: was on The Mandalorian. What was mm-hmm. her name?
0: Oh, I know her name.
1: She was right wing. Find it. She was a conservative, or not really conservative. She voted. Actually, for for the Dems in the previous election. But she had a change of heart.
0: I'm going to find it. Just give me a half second. Because I know, I know she it. She lost her job. Gina Carano.
1: Right. She lost her job, not because she was a horrible person. Not because cause she was dating a 14-year-old. Mm-hmm. But she lost her job and lost a sizable amount of income. For what you posted on Twitter, of all things. Yes. So when you want to ask me, well, why is there outrage over the Harvey Milk and the ship? For me, it's pretty clear. He was dating us, or married to, or in a relationship
0: with a... In a relationship with, it, a, relationship
1: a, with a 16-year-old boy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Which... in so many areas of society is wrong. Yes. If you look at what happened to to Kevin Spacey, mm-hmm. he was in a relationship with a young man,
0: mm-hmm.
1: lost his job, odds are he'll never work in Hollywood again. Yeah. We have a guy who was who in a relationship with a young man who by... All modern mm-hmm. all modern standards,
0: mm-hmm.
1: he was a pedophile.
0: Yes. Sort of, but yes. We'll yeah, go with he, that.
1: By all modern standards now, he was a pedophile.
0: The age of consent in like half the states is still 16. Okay. So it's not pedophilia, it's just wrong. sus.
1: Yes. And we're going to name a ship after him. Yeah. And you don't... Th- Think there should be outrage? We're gonna uh, honor a guy
0: whose I think there should be conversations. action years ago mm-hmm.
1: was at the very least was suspect. Yeah. Why are you laughing?
0: Because this the you're 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 setting me okay, up. You're setting down. me up. Okay, good. I'm setting you up. Hit
1: away, hit away, so, batter boy.
0: What he did, I, yeah. I will not defend okay. with all my mm-hmm, yupping and mm-hmm, yupping. I'm not going to defend what he did because my personal opinion is that a thirty-something-year-old dating a sixteen-year-old is. Hey, I haven't used my swear word yet today. It's fucking gross. I think that is a gross, gross power imbalance. That that just shouldn't be. But what he did for the LGBT community, the LGBTQ plus community, is still significant. A lot. What? A lot.
1: What did what? he do?
0: He got elected. I mean, on top of any amount of of advocacy that he got involved in, the fact that he put himself out there at a time in history where, well, spoiler alert, he got assassinated, in part at least due to his hom- open homosexuality, that was still something that you could... Like, having oral sex was still illegal in that state, technically, f- between men. Like, the, what he did was so... He put himself at risk extreme risk, both professionally and personally, with what he did now, Hold I'm just on. just a second let me let okay. me let me get through this here okay, get through it. You can look at almost any historical figure, yes. from big to small yes they a lot of them did awful things, yes, like really awful things, equivalent yes. or worse than what Harvey Milk did, and we yes. still venerate them on a regular basis yes. I don't think that him doing something awful, even as categorically awful as what he did should necessarily take away from the good that he did. Does it mean that we should worship Harvey milk or think that Harvey milk is categorically a great guy and there's nothing wrong and it's all fine. No, should we name a ship after him. Why not? The whole series, the whole set of ships they're making, they're making like an eight ship run. The John Lewis class ships. Yeah. They're all being named af- specifically after lar- uh, uh, important characters in the social justice movements social justice is that what it was sure but yeah a lot like so people like Harvey Milk they're intentionally naming like the ship's name has been in the work since like 2016 for that ship specifically
1: is this so the same society who wants to yank down our statues of Abraham
0: Lincoln and George Washington not is Abraham, this the lincoln? same society yes they do the, the, where yes, we, they uh, do. where do we hang down a washington or lincoln statue
1: do you really want me to look this up
0: yes i know statues of general lee and uh, other leadership within the Confederacy. And I'm not even necessarily saying that yanking those statues down is right.
1: But. Lincoln was removed in Boston, but he remains in D.C. How is it removed, though? It's a picture. It was was a statue of Lincoln. He's standing over. Over an emancipated black man. Uh, that's probably why. Oh yeah, because he freed a guy and the guy is thankful for it and it probably was taken from a pose that actually happened but we cannot ag- it's
0: possible. Acknowledge the f- but it doesn't it doesn't have to be in public. It could go to a museum. Was it destroyed?
1: We don't have to stick a name on a ship of a gay guy who was a pedophile, either. Who, this is where In, a, I'm in the same from.
0: sense that a statue in a, in a in a in a museum is remembrance, but not putting it out to the public. This ship being named, nobody. As soon as this, as soon as this crests its little its little cycle, the news cycle, nobody's going to give a crap. Nobody's going to care. This is this is going to become non news in a matter of weeks. People are going to forget. A year from now, I'm going to be like to a friend. I could be like, Hey, did you hear about the UNSCS? Harvey Milk, and they're going to be like, the what? It's going to be that all over again. It's not a, that big of a deal.
1: So my point is, you're wondering why why there are people who are are outraged. No,
0: I'm wondering why we can't have a more nuanced conversation like you well, and me are having right now. Because it's not just black I and white th- outrage.
1: I think the reason you're seeing outrage on the part of the, above the right who is outraged at this, from what I've yeah. read... Is because we have a society which says, "Hey, George Washington,
0: bad." George Washington was a slave owner. Shortly, like yeah, he did okay. bad things.
1: Okay, Harvey yeah. Milk was a
0: yeah, a podiatrist. It doesn't <laughs> <Petarist>. <laughs> It doesn't mean he doesn't deserve recognition. I'm just saying, okay. the, like they do or don't. But we can adjust our levels of recognition. That should be A-OK.
1: And this is where people are saying, do we want to name a ship after a pedophile? If you can not have a statue of a guy who was the president of the United States, I understand the outrage from those who sit Um, there and say. Again,
0: I'm not saying that the outrage is bad over the situation. Okay, But I want this to be to, to look at. How we tend to just take one side and that's it. Like you and me right now, we are a great, i not toot our own horn, we're providing a great example because we're sitting here and we're working out the minutia. Is it good? Is he bad enough? Good enough. He did do good things. He also did bad things and all this stuff. Whereas the majority of the conversations that I see, especially in online spaces like Mm -hmm. Twitter and in news headlines is just either, yay, Harvey Milk. Didn't do anything bad. Doesn't mention that anywhere. Just like, wow, what an amazing character. Name a ship after him. Good stuff. Or, wow, Harvey Milk a pedophile. How could we? How could we? Awful. Shame.
1: Well, I think it's because that's it. of the society that we find ourselves in. Will. Yes, I really do. I think. I think it's because of the cancel culture. It. Well,
0: <sighs> in our own little way. Yes, in our own little way. In our own little way.
1: Let's move on to the next. Just story. kidding.
0: I'm going to change the whole thing. Yeah. We're going to myself. change the world with our one viewer. <laughs> so let's move on uh, to the next story. Yeah. So the next story is the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, which for those of you who don't know, I should probably pull up, make sure I'm getting this right here.
1: If they don't know about the Kyle Rittenhouse star,
0: you're living, sorry, under, a living
1: rock. under a rock. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So Kyle Rittenhouse was a young man who shot and killed how many people? I think oh, it was two f- people, three I think. Two or three. People with an assault rifle uh, in. I can't remember which state it was in, even. Wisconsin, Wisconsin. thank you. He's from Illinois. And so he's currently going through trial for that. I think he's being charged with three counts of first degree reckless manslaughter or reckless homicide, I think is the charge. Or some of the charges. There's like a a list of them. It's a big deal. Yes. And it's interesting because I've watched the entirety of it, but I've watched good chunks of it. Almost the entirety of this trial is available online. You can watch it.
1: Why is it like O.J. Simpson's is the same way.
0: Yeah. But, again, we're having a situation where the discourse around Kyle Rittenhouse is absolute and black and white. It's either he's innocent, self-defense, did nothing wrong, acquit him now, otherwise we riot. Or it's he killed three people in cold blood, came there with an assault rifle to murder people. If he's not sentenced, we riot. And there's so little discourse about the in-between. And if, if, if we were to just slow down and look at the trial, or better yet, have mainstream media that reported a more fleshed out and more comprehensive, more comprehensive stories of the trial, we would learn that it is a very complex and convoluted situation that this trial is going through. And it's incredibly interesting, like dealing with how he was genuinely being threatened. Like there is, people. There are witnesses saying that he was being threatened. Like he had every reason for self-defense. At the same time, there is footage that may be of him. We don't have confirmation on this yet. Of him saying that, "Hey, I'm gonna go get a gun, and I wish I could just do something about this with my gun or something to that effect." I'm not quoting him verbatim. Obviously, I want right. to. This is this is a perfect moment for disclaimer. This is what I read online, and these are not the absolute facts. This is so an this opinion is piece. Hand. <laughs> this is like ninth hand. But I'm just using the story as an example. So on one hand, it looks like he was acting out of self-defense. On the other hand, it looks like he came to that location kind of looking for trouble, which he found. With a, a weapon that he wasn't supposed to be carrying in that state because he bought it in the other state over and he wasn't legally able to carry it. There's so much complexity to this case. It is not just like, hey, self-defense he's fine, or hey, he murdered three people, bad. There's so much to it. There there is so so much to this case that that makes it more than that. And we could be learning as as like as as a society conversing about this online. We could be just developing a much better conversation around this case, around gun control in general, around the riots that happened in in general, around you know, how the police arrest didn't, didn't happen with him. Cause there's a lot of controversy around that as well. There's so much other stuff we could be talking about instead of just beating our foreheads against each other. So we're yes, just black I, and white stuff.
1: I mean, I kind of agree with you. I'm watching as well. And, and I'm going to add a disclaimer here. I don't mm-hmm. watch any news on TV anymore. I don't have TV. Same. And so I don't watch news on CNN or Fox or MSNBC. I won't watch that. Mm-hmm. So the, so the other one I've been watching from a distance is the uh, the one with the actor who
0: shot Baldwin, Alec Baldwin. Right, Alec Baldwin. I'm mm-hmm. much less on that one.
1: It was accidental. A stunt gun loaded with real bullets. Mm-hmm. And he shot a guy and killed him.
0: Girl, I think.
1: Okay, girl. It shows how much I know. And. <laughs> there are calls for him to be charged with the involuntary manslaughter or something
0: mm-hmm.
1: in between uh, the two ends of these stories where you have a guy with a stunt gun who accidentally kills somebody
0: mm-hmm.
1: there, are, there are folks saying, you need to charge him, need to get him off the street because he made a mistake. It really was not even his mistake. And then you have a kid who walks around with an AR-15 and shoots people. And there's mm-hmm. arguments that says, you know, he said he was going to do it. We don't know the story in either one. And I am of, so I'm not a fan of Alec Baldwin. I I didn't like him in The Hunt for Red October. And I don't think I've liked him in any <laughs> show he's ever done as he ruined the movie. How can you stick him across from Sean Connery is a, it's a Thought crime against fine, But, okay. but in between the two extremes, getting the camera here, mm-hmm. there ought to be a some normalcy. And there's not. And I I would agree with you in the Kyle Rittenhouse that, that we don't know the whole story, except I can yeah. promise you that his motives were questionable. Yeah. Like he showed up, had a protest from out of state. Yeah. With an AR-15. I
0: don't say AR-15. It's an AR-style AR rifle. Let's let's just be broad. It's an AR otherwise. AR-15 style rifle. Otherwise, our local firearms expert, Wayne, is going to come down on us.
1: I don't think he listens to the show, so I think we're safe. Unfortunately, His loss. Yes. <laughs> he was showing up there with a rifle, which was meant for hurting people. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that his motives were altogether pure. Right. And so I get why we have a trial for him, why we have to look at him and say, maybe we should look at this a little more in depth. I think we look at Alex Baldwin, who I don't like, and I say, you know what? Absolutely investigate the cause so it doesn't happen again, but we don't have to charge the man with involuntary manslaughter because he fired a gun that he thought had blanks. Yeah, and this is something
0: that that deserves investigation and we we need to let them do their thing. Yes. Because like, again, with with Baldwin, there's so many factors that could play a part. I don't know anything about the case. I'm just going to rattle off what I theorize as factors. You know, where was the props person? Because those things should be checked. Why was he using the gun? Because it sounds weird that he would have shot a crew member rather than the person he was pointing, I'm assuming, pointing the gun at in the scene. So was he firing it when he wasn't supposed to? Was he playing with a prop? I, I don't know. These are all things that we would need to know before we can form an opinion, but the court of public opinion is so ham-fisted and ridiculous.
1: I, I think, don't think any of these ought to be ought to be like in the public domain.
0: I, I think you're right.
1: It began with OJ, like, where these things all became a media circus. Yeah, and you go from OJ, you know, you go all through the riots in LA, you go through Rodney King riots. Mm -hmm. Um, And the more recent one with what's-his-name, who died, the black guy who died. um, You know who I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. I do. George Floyd. If the media were not involved, it would have been solved without the court of public opinion.
0: Now, this is where it gets murky is – I hate the court of public opinion, but I love that the media puts a spotlight on things like that. Because if the media didn't put a spotlight on George Floyd, it would have just been swept under the rug. It would have been a nothing. It would have been out of the way, and nobody would have known. Like I probably wouldn't be in jail for it. It would have been a whole different ball game. So I like there being spotlights. I like there being pressure on on people to follow through and to and to find justice. But we have so to understand have that both putting... ways. Well, we should like I in theory we should. We should be able to have pressure on these people. We have should be able to have a spotlight on and be like we're watching. Do the right thing. But we from the outside have to understand that we do not have access to all the information that the people actually investigating these things have. We simply don't. And we but cannot we, make these we do bold statements. But we in these like, are the things, things like the Every,
1: file, sure. Like, every camera angle, every audio,
0: like, every body cam, yes, we have all the data. But to put it in perspective, the people sifting through the data in the Rittenhouse trial, there are teams. Yes. Like, entire teams of people that are sifting through this data with a fine-tooth comb. I don't care how dedicated you are to the case. Any person with a a PC, Mm -hmm. you will not be have a greater understanding of the case than they will. It doesn't matter how available the videos are. Even if you're just watching the so, trial, like you're, you're kind of getting a slideshow of all the evidence. Yes, But, but there's here's, still here's
1: so the much that we're not will. privy to. Half of the people who are looking at this are looking at the data and saying, we want to exonerate him. Mm-hmm. The other half of the people who are looking at the data are looking at him and saying, we want to put him behind bars. Welcome to the legal system. The media is looking at it saying, how can we drag this out as long as we can? Because it's great yeah. For ratings. Yeah. So nobody is looking at the data from the, the angle of where is
0: the truth? Really, they're well, looking at it from their, the
1: from their the people in
0: it. Sure. I mean, I would like to think that the defense and prosecution are looking for it from a point of view of where is the truth in a case like this, at least where it's convoluted. The news media, you're right. They're just going to drag it out as long as humanly yeah. possible and, and stir the pot as much as humanly possible. But us on the outside, I think there's a certain level of responsibility for us to, okay, we put the spotlight on it. There's obviously a lot of attention here that we want. Now we sit back and let the professionals do their, do their thing, do what they do.
1: See, I think as a progressive, you want it both ways. And that's where I push back a little bit is I think – so you want the media get to shine their light on it and say, hey, mm-hmm. there's a bad thing. Yeah. And then you also want the media to hold their feet to the fire and say, you have to sort this out, and if not, we're going to show it over and over and over again until you sort it out the way we think you should. And that's what happened with George Floyd. It's what's happening now with Rittenhouse. It happened with Rodney King. It happened with O.J. Simpson. And the See, media remains on it every day as we have to shine a light. We have to let the people know what's going on. And yet it is obviously it's slanted.
0: And And not from one way or the other.
1: It just, it's slanted. If it's on Fox News, it's right. If it's on MSNBC, it's left.
0: Yeah. I would say the media should not have access. But then how do we keep, how do we keep, the feet to the fire so that they actually hunt down justice in instances like this instead of just making them all disappear because it'd be less hassle if they just quickly made it disappear. And the chances of actual justice being served decrease drastically.
1: So what you're saying is that if the media is involved, we will get more justice.
0: I'm saying if there's pressure on people to be more thorough because they know that the world is staring over their shoulder, I feel like you're probably going to get closer to to justice. So that yes. is
1: called the court of public opinion.
0: The difference that, is that I want us to watch. The difference is I want us to watch. Okay. So it's what funny it is, tangent. Will. Funny, you Just hear you out here. Hear me okay, out. Funny tangent. Okay. I was okay. talking with my aunt today. We were reminiscing about the good old days and how I used to go watch her son, my cousin, play video games. He right. did not like me invading his room and watching him play video games. This is Zachary. Yeah. So there was a rule if I'm going to watch I have to shut up if I talk I get kicked out we as the court of public opinion let's take the opinion part out we should watch there should be pressure but we should also shut up so we don't have to we don't have to voice our opinions constantly I say as I'm talking on an opinion show so what's the so what's the use of it then it's voyeurism at that point. But I want us to talk, it's not that I don't want us to talk about it, okay. it's that I want us to talk about it differently. So I, when I say shut up, I'm implying, I'm talking about the people like, I'm going to use him, even though I use him as an example all the time, the Matt Walsh's of the world, yep. or the the Crowder's of the world, who mm-hmm. it is just, Rittenhouse is innocent, I know he's innocent, and if he's not innocent, that's just, that's, that's wrong. America's going down the toilet. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of opinion that does nothing for anyone. That is regurgitating what the media is saying or what the media would like us to say. And it's just continuing to stir the pot. That's not good public discourse. That is fruitless, barren, and, and devoid of any level of of. So what happens nuance. if he is acquitted? Then he's acquitted. And they were right. Then we have to deal with it. But at the same time, you have people like a – I don't know if he's actually said anything about it, but I'm going to use him as an example again. The Sean Kings of the world who basically say if Kyle Rittenhouse doesn't go to jail for first-degree murder, it's an absolute travesty and America's going down the toilet. Yes. I can almost guarantee you that he is neither going to get tried for first-degree murder nor is he going to get out scot-free. He's probably going to get nailed for something in there. And it's going to be somewhere in the middle. I think it was you that when I was growing up used to tell me, That when two different parties try to reach an agreement and both people leave angry or feeling like they didn't get what they wanted, it's probably fair.
1: Yes. Mm. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Like it's it's not cathartic. No, the court of public opinion won't allow it because we don't allow nuance in our conversations. No, we don't allow the court of public opinion. It is dangerous. Yeah. And that's what I don't like. Well, as much as I want to agree with you, it would—it's it's another pipe dream. It would put
1: you, you and I, out of a job because mm. we want to
0: be—we want to be yeah. a public opinion. Yeah, but we want to talk about things in a nuanced way, like what we're doing right now. Like we're—that's oh, true. We're picking it apart from all these different angles and pulling on all these different threads, and not just—I have an opinion. I will defend it till I die, or this is the way it is. There's there's so much nuance to it. And I'm coming away from this conversation that we're having now, already questioning some of the things that I thought I was going into this conversation, sure of. Because we talked about it in a nuanced way. Nuance is good.
1: And I'll agree mm-hmm. with that. I don't I don't know if you're gonna get society. Oh, probably not. It's a pipe. Who trip. is voyeuristic at its base yeah. level?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: To be nuanced in their opinions. Look at the last elections. There was yeah. no nuance in either one.
0: It still isn't. In your
1: country or mine. Yeah. There was no nuance. There's, I want what I want when I want it. And if you don't like it, I hate you. Yeah. We're seeing it with vaccines. We're seeing it with mandates. We're seeing it with so many th- things. And unfortunately, I agree with you, Will, that I think it's one voice at a time. It's one ear at a time. If you can get one more individual who
0: will... We've got two of them watching right now, Dave.
1: Yes, but they won't say who they are, so I don't believe
0: it. (laughs) Spots. If you'll have a coffee with
1: somebody who you don't agree with, say so in the comments. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be two people changed.
0: Bit by bit. That that is the kind of conversation I want to foster. That's that's what I love about this show. That's what I want to do with this show is is foster more nuanced, more compassionate conversation about these topics that are so divisive and so we're so used to them now. I, I feel like I've become so jaded to them being so black and white that I find myself wanting to chime in on Twitter. Like I, I'm there perusing it every day now, and I find myself wanting to be like wow, you're an idiot. And just, that's all I wanted to leave. I almost commented on somebody. I was just like, wow, so you're stupid then, I guess. And that's all I wanted to say because it's so easy. There's so many other people in there saying it. I'd just be another voice in the throng and it would make me feel better. It'd be super cathartic to tell somebody they're being an idiot if I think they're being an idiot. But that doesn't do anything. It doesn't help anyone. That doesn't engage in any kind of conversation. That's just dogpiling for the sake of being included. I don't know, Will. I know there are days that I'm an idiot. (laughs) Me too. And there's days that Dave Rubin is an idiot too. But he doesn't need me to tell him that. I don't think that's going to do anything good. There's lots of other people that that are doing it for me.
1: We've been an hour. We probably (laughs) should move along. Um, We just would like to invite you all to share, like, subscribe
0: Mm -hmm.
1: as a little flangey thingy down in the bottom there
0: or comment on the video or if you really if you you didn't see this on YouTube and you heard this on wherever fine podcasts are found uh, you can go to our website you can send us your opinions there because we would love to hear from you and talk about it we would love to talk about it on the show A it's free content for us and B we just like engaging with our audience
1: that's right and if you would if you're interested in being a guest on the show, we would love to have you on the show. Yeah. You can leave us an email at info at the will and, Dave and we will get back to you. We love having guests because almost without exception, they're <laughs> smarter than we are.
0: So far, yes.
1: <laughs> I don't think that tracker that that I don't think that that track record is going to be broken anytime soon. Well, no, so <laughs> I know my place. Uh, you and me <laughs> both. <laughs> So until next week, William, would you like to leave our viewers and our listeners with a last word of wisdom?
0: Stay safe, folks, and don't die. Have a good night.